Welcome to the anointed teaching preached at Church 316, the youth arm of the Fountain of Life Church. We hope that you'll be blessed as you listen to this message. I will continue singing, but I want to just say a few things before I get into worship. It's such an honor to be here with you guys today. When I looked at the title, it says the life of a worshiper. And I think we should, we should qualify that. Life of a Christian worshiper. Because everybody worships something. Everybody worships something. Being a worshiper is not set aside for just Christians. Everybody worships something. Some of you worship the shoes that you're wearing today. Some of you worship your phones. Some of you worship your relationships. Some of you worship your jobs. Some of you worship dangote. Dangote, dangote. Some of you worship, no, no, jokes apart. You don't know, but you worship him. Otedola, all these people. Do you know why? When I say dangote, what did it spark in your mind? Money. And you're like, wow. There's this, there's this, that, wow, dangote, money. That little thing is irreverence. That little thing is worship. When you keep a particular part of your mind or your heart for something, you have put it in a place of worship. And sometimes as Christians, we always say, let's dethrone some things to enthrone Jesus. So today I'm going to challenge you to dethrone some things that you have enthroned knowingly or unknowingly. You have begun or you are worshipping those things. So worship is something that human beings do regardless of being a Christian or not. But when it comes to being a Christian, it's something that we must do in order to even understand who God is and understand what God has called us to be. I'll be reading a few scriptures and then we'll end with worship. So you know how people reverence Princess Diana? She's been dead for so long. But when you say Princess Diana, do you know what it sparks? That's worship. Now when it comes to the things of God, how do you take it? How do you reverence it? Is it in a special place in your heart? You see, the strength of any relationship is fellowship. I'll say it again. The strength of any relationship is fellowship. We can all come to church, but in the spirit, we are different bars of power. I'll explain it again. You know how you charge your phone and you see 10%, 20%, 30%? All of us here are at different bars of power in the spirit. We might all shout, we might all pray, we might all shabosh. But, you see, your fellowship and your relationship determines the power that you wield as a Christian. Worship is not a thing that we do. Worship is what we are because that's what God has called us to be. In everything that we do, we are worshiping God. The way you relate to one another is worship to God. It might sound very simple. You go out and you look at the sky and it's beautiful and you say, God, Thank you. That's worship. You are busy and you say, God, I just want to set out two minutes. I say, God, thank you for giving me the ability to even function well in this job. That's worship. 
Coming to church and being a worker is worship. Everything that you do for the kingdom is worship. Worship is not just the songs that we sing. It's the life that you live. It is who you are. You are nice in church, but you are rude outside. Because everything that we do as Christians is in relation to who God is to us. So I express him through my life. And that is worshiping God. God is looking for true worshipers. When, you see that scripture, it's not just when you come here and you empty your heart to God. No, 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 no. The word, when you say a true worshiper, it is end to end. It is who you are. As a child of God. God is seeking for true worshipers. It is your lifestyle. It is how you speak to people. It's what you do behind closed doors when nobody is looking at you. That is worship. So, worship is not in the, not only, sorry, in the songs that we sing or how we pour out our hearts to God. And also, listen, all of us are worshiping for different reasons. We're all here. Some of you are ask, askers. People in the asking category are the ones believing God for something. So you are worshiping him. Not that God minds. Listen, God does not mind. That's why he's God. And he's your father. He wants you to ask him. He does not mind. But believe that there are some who are here who are thinkers. They have not come to ask him for anything. Just come to worship him for who he is. And it's like, God, I need God. I need you to come through. So, even in our worship, it might be a congregational worship, but everybody's worship is quite specific and it's different. It's almost like when we cook jollof rice, it can never be the same taste. We can use the same material. Tomato paste, no stock. But by the time you taste your own, I taste my own. Omayato. There'll be difference. So as we're singing, what was that something? Everybody's Olorotolagbara has different tastes to the Lord. I'm not joking. We're all singing one song. But the way God's receiving it is different, different. Some is even God asking for mercy. Olorotolagbara is mercy, Lord. I messed up yesterday, Saturday. Job. Job. I know you have power, God. Please forgive me. Your Olorotolagbara is forgiveness, mercy, singing. Some is God, I need rent. I need rent. You have power. God, let the money come up. Everybody's song, be it the same, is different. Because it comes from your heart and comes from what you're asking God for. So what is your worship this morning? That's my question for you. We all sang. We all, we all shaboshed. But what was your worship this morning? Everybody's worship is different. And God knows and God sees that. Let me read some scripture. Romans 12, 1 and 2. We all know this scripture. I'll read. <clears throat> Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. 
Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. In the times that we're living today, we have to be deliberate. The key word here, and it's not, it's not just Sunday. You know, back in the day, it was just Sunday, Sunday. You could go the whole week, then come to church and get refilled. Almost like charging your battery. Then you can go again for another week. Then you come to church on Sunday again, refill. In these times that we're living, it cannot work. So see, I've left the idea of worship being singing to worship being your life. It cannot work. You have to deliberately. You see, and when we talk about offering your body as living sacrifice, it's not just sex. Because so, some of us, we don't, ah, body, ah, they cannot touch me. Mm -mm, that's one part. It's your mind. It's your thought process. It is how, because sometimes, even the scripture today, when you hear somebody explain the scripture to you, you'll be confused. Is it the same Bible we are reading? Because the lens in which they are looking at that scripture is from a worldly perspective. In fact, if you are very sensitive, you will see that even unbelievers now are doing Christian things. That way you see that, but it's not bad now. I can, ah, ah. It's just the Holy Spirit in the song. It's that Holy Spirit in the song now. It's a trick of the enemy, Discernment. Pray for the spirit of discernment. Because now the devil is another trick to be adding some Christian sprinkles in some things that there is not, it's not bad. It's bad. Pray for the spirit of discernment. So we in these times need to deliberately renew our minds. And when I say deliberately, you know what I do? I think I said it last time I was here. I put reminders on my phone sometimes. Tolu, pray now. Speak in tongues now. Read a scripture now. Because see, life is becoming a lot. And if you are not deliberate to insert God in, you will just be doing life without God. Because we are in the end times. Everything is crazy. You are looking for money. People are falling sick. You have really... So the devil is trying to preoccupy your mind with the things of life. You must deliberately insert God and find God in everything that you do. I heard once, I think it's a psychology term. I've not, um, I don't remember it, but it does say that if you are thinking about something, you will see it everywhere. And I'll explain. So I had this interview with Total um, many years ago. Ah, from that moment, I saw Total everywhere. I saw the Atanka. I saw the petrol station. I saw... I said, maybe God is saying I'm going to work with these people. Because I was thinking total, I saw them everywhere. Listen, it's what? It says, out of the abundance of the heart. Your mouth will speak. Before your mouth speaks, your eye will see. What is what's in your heart? Because it is what you have filled in your heart, is what you will see. If you keep on seeing doom and gloom, Nigeria is not, I want to jackpot. Nigeria is not working. Nigeria, it will not work for you. It's not a cause. It's not because that's all you will see. That's all your mind will see. You will always see what is not working. But if you see it's working for you, guess what? That's all you will see. Ah, is not bad now. Ah, why are people talking about ah, what? Why? Because of what you have filled your heart with. 
As a worshiper, what should you fill your heart with? The things of God. What has God said? What is God doing? What is God going to do? What, is, what, what can God do in this situation? Those are the kind of things. And in, in your thinking, that is also bringing God worship. If I tell my child I will do something for her, and I hear her telling her friend, my mommy said she will buy me by school. Do you know how happy I feel? Tell them. I said, I'll buy you. Yeah. And, the, and the belief that she's using to say, my mother said, even you'll be happy that her. Even me go and my mother. In fact, I will buy by school and buy ice cream or something. What was that? How much more God? When in the face of adversity, I say, no, 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 no. I know the God that I serve. Hey! And God will sit down and lie. God will get, I said, my child, you, 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 you believe me in spite. You are saying what I'm saying in spite. That in itself is worship. Because you are, you are putting his name above what you're experiencing. That is worship. In these times, how are you worshiping God? I'm trying to get you to see from a totally different perspective. Your whole life. If you're not worshiping God, you're worshiping the things of the world. You are always worshiping something. Consciously or unconsciously. You are worshiping something. And today I want you to start thinking in your mind. What? See, you can lie to anybody else. Who, you can't lie to yourself. You cannot lie to yourself. What are those things that you have enthroned above him? You need to dethrone them today. So a few things are renewing your mind. I'm going to quickly go through them. And then we'll do some worship. Some singing worship. You know, apparently in the Old Testament, there was, um, yeah, there was a wave offering. So a wave offering, a clap offering. You know, there are different things. Dance offering. Everything we do in church is not just for, it's not just for play. They're all offerings to God. They're all worship. And if indeed you're doing to God, see, I always challenge people. We can all be in church dancing. Your own dance is not for God. It's not you know. You are doing the dance of the guy in the third row or the baby in the fourth row. And as young people, it's normal. We have been here before. Ah, are we? Yeah. I mean, even the, the clothes you are wearing, you have ironed it since Thursday. Thursday, you've, you've stretched out the material. At the go, at Even the shadow you used to match. Is it for the Lord? Hallelujah. These are things, I'm not saying those things are good, don't get me wrong. But it's always about your heart and your motive at the end of the day. And you come to church and wonder why God is answering A and not answering B. It's your heart. You can see, the Bible says, before you think a thought, before the thought are done like this, God has caught it. He has seen our more day, he gone. What's wrong with this girl? Me and God. Me and the Holy Spirit, I'll give you a testimony about somebody. I wouldn't mention, mention the name. And I'll give you two testimonies just to diverge a bit about the Holy, Holy Spirit. And I want to also challenge the way you, you use him. I'll use using, quote on unquote. So I was speaking, speaking to a lady and she was telling me, Pastor Tola, I'm not sure if I'm gay. I'm not sure if I'm a lesbian, but I've never really had a boyfriend before. 
and I don't know. So I want to try dating a girl. I say, you want to date a girl? Say yes. I say, okay. Have you ever slept with a girl before? She said, no. I say, okay. Have you told the Holy Spirit about it? She said, no. I said, that's good. Now you will tell the Holy Spirit about it. Tell him. Say, Holy Spirit, I think I'm gay. You people are laughing. No, 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 no. It's not a joke. You see, you come to pastor. Who do you think is helping pastor? No, no, no. Who do you think is helping pastor? Answer me now. No, you're not sure. So you can't go to Holy Spirit direct. It must be pastor than Holy Spirit. No, no, no. You go to him directly. You tell him everything. I said, tell Holy Spirit to think that you are gay. Say, in fact, the girl, she wants to fly the girl from abroad. The girlfriend she wants to have. She's going to fly. I said, no problem. No, no, no problem. Say the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, I think I'm gay. Then I, I want to have a girlfriend who I want to fly in. I said, that girl, no, she don't make the flights. I said, let's bet. I know, the only, I know how Holy Ghost works. She will not make that flight. I said, anyway, just make sure that tonight, have a discussion with the Holy Ghost. And then let me know how it goes. She said, okay. I stand on the altar of God. I cannot lie to you. She called me a week later. I said, Pastor, to I said, how far? Pastor, I said, how far? She didn't make the flight. I said, she, oh, oh, hello. She did not what? I said, she didn't make the flight. I said, that was good. I said, have you learned something today? Yes. I said, always speak to the Holy Spirit. See, there's no situation too bad or too big or too small or too dirty. You can tell the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Ghost, I'm about to sin. Help me, Lord. Like, Je like Joseph, I run away, but my mind is still there. Help me. See, he will help you. And that in itself is worship. Why? Because you have elevated God above your feelings. My body is saying, a hey, Holy Ghost, your word I say I should not do. Help me, help me, help me. He will help you. I want you guys to understand the practicality of life living. To live in worship. Tell him everything. And he will find ways for you to escape. He will do the... In fact, he will make... He will turn things that look attractive to you. They become unattractive. Has it happened to you before? Somebody look beautiful. Just only goes. Next they see the thing, they like, ah. This is ah. This is the same guy. Or the person just mess up, just say something irritating. Like, ah, ah. Uh, nah, man. That's Holy Spirit at work. I'm not joking. That's the way the Holy Ghost works. Live practical Christianity. Bible says we are in this world, but we are not of it. Why? We have the Holy Ghost. We have extra. That's why we are supernatural. We are natural, but we are super because of the Holy Ghost that lives inside of us. So everything that we deal with in life, take it to him first. No matter how bad you think it is. No matter how small you think it is. That in itself is worship. Then you can come on the altar and lift up holy hands. Some of you are lifting up holy hands. Even you yourself, you are not sure. You, you are leading people to God. You, you are not sure that God is accepting your own personal worship. Sing God. Holy God. Gee, you can't even sing with, with, with faith. 
because of what you have done yesterday night. Settle it with the master first. Like I say, you cannot lie to yourself. And see, that's why they say, God will still use you because of his people. But you yourself, you'll be, you'll be dry. How can you water people and be dry? Singing and worship is the last part, as far as I'm concerned. It's, 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 the, it's the end of the expression of worship. Your expression starts by everything that you do. And when we come together in a congregation to sing, that is almost like the, the, the crown of it all. Are you guys getting what I'm saying today? It's very important. Because worship is worship in the place of what the Bible says that he enthrones. He en meaning that as you begin to sing, he comes down. Do you know what that means? Sometimes you don't have to even pray. Just start singing. The Holy Ghost will enter. He enthrones your worship. He comes in when you begin to sing. So it's very important that everything that we do, how we live our lives, is truly a life of worship. Your job should not be bigger than God. Your relationship, do not compromise. You will not die if you break up. You just have small hearts paid. Be okay. It's true. Ah. You'll be all right. In fact, you have learned lesson for your future. You know what you don't want. Now to guard your heart properly. Don't, no, see, don't enthrone your boyfriend or your girlfriend above the Holy Spirit too. A few things before we, I round up. How do you renew your mind? We know this. Start your day with Jesus. When you wake up, it's not foam first. You do like this. Holy Spirit, thou art welcome in this. Ah, ah. Ah, ah. This lover. Hey. Wow. Let me just say this question. What's up? You have started your day with this lover. Who do you worship? Ale, who do you worship? See, let's not play games. The first thing you do when you wake up is who you worship. Don't, don't deny yourself. The first thing you do when you wake up is who you worship. That's your phone. That's your God. That's your God. Do you know what I'm saying? What's the first thing you do when you wake up? That is your God. Pray first, Holy Spirit. Thank you for waking me up this morning. My eyes are working. My hands are working. My brain is functioning. I can go to toilets. Listen, until you lose something, you don't know what you have lost. Because I guess I did. You think it's normal? It's not normal, though. No, I'm not joking. To get up and just move. It's actually the grace of God. If something happens to the brain, yeah. One part of the brain can half your body like this. God for it's not your body in Jesus' name. I'm not joking. So when you wake up, the first thing you do, Father God, I thank you for letting me see another day. There must be a reason you have kept me alive. May I fulfill your purpose. Help me, Lord. 
Today, every blessing you have earmarked for me, mate, come my way. Any plan of the enemy, Father God, I rebuke. Speak into your day. If you don't remember, time yourself. As you put alarm, alarm is going off. You see, pray. Sometimes you have to tell yourself what to do. It's okay. Put it by your bed. Pray. Don't touch your phone. Write it. Do not touch your phone. Pray first. I'm all, see, it might sound funny, but it's important. Amen? The next point. After you pray, like I say, I have timers in my phone that go, that go off and tells me to pray in the day. Put some timers in your phone. 10 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 2 o'clock. Just put pray. See those timers, even if you are busy, it, it will prompt something in you. Father God, I just pray. Maybe over Nigeria. I pray for my life. I pray for my siblings. Just in the middle of your day, pray. Remind yourself. Because life can be hard. I know. But put timers here and there. The power that we have as Christians is in our prayer. I hope you know that. And as you pray, you're spending time with God. Then in your day, write down things to be thankful for. Just see, you know what Thanksgiving does? There are things that Thanksgiving will do that prayer cannot do. There are things that Thanksgiving will do that prayer cannot do. Do you know what it means to be thankful? And even thankful in it, being thankful in itself is a prayer. It's a different type of prayer. God sing eh? God, thank you for these eyebrows you are giving me that are full like this. Eee. Holy Spirit, at least I can even shape them. Oluwa, thank you. This front head is gathering back. For us, I have babies. Ori has it. He wants to go back. We are bringing it forward by the prophetic anointing of the Holy Ghost. And when I see small head, I say, ah, Oluwa, it's coming back small, small. No, but honestly, I'm actually, I'm not playing. I'm actually thankful. When I see my children, I say, ah, God. These beautiful children. Ah, God, thank you. When I'm drinking tea in my house, I say, hey, I can't drink tea. Hey, oh, wow. In everything, I find ways to just be thankful. And as I'm thanking him, he's giving me more. That's what Thanksgiving does. What you thank him for, he gives you more of. Ah, madam, we need 5,000 naira for tomato. Ah, God, I even have the fact that this new 5,000 naira note that people are looking for everywhere. Ah, God, thank you. Take 5,000. Let God, let her buy good tomato, not the one that is bad, the Holy Spirit. Guide her hand in the market. No, it's not a joke. Find ways to just be thankful. In your day, just find ways to be thankful. Holy Spirit, I just want to say thank ah, God, thank you. I just answered that question in the meeting very well. Yeah, in the meeting, you answer one question, I was like, ah, just say, ah. Holy Spirit, that's you. Me and you both know that me are not that smart. This way, she yeah, hey, me meeting. Why don't I not give one point like this? And I was like, ah. somebody came to me one day and said, ah, You're so bold when you present in the office. I said, Me, me, that I know is where is it? Jesus. I said, No, how do you do it? I said, You're so bold. I said, ah. It's Holy Spirit, too. I don't think you're joking. Ah, you're so skinny. How do you do this? After three children, it's Holy Spirit, too. I'm not his prayer. That big stomach after you're born. As only goes, <laughs> you know me, I cannot be going to gym. <laughs> oh, Lord. 
help your child. I must be great. I must look fly. I will wrap this to my over to you, Lord. I mean, joke apart, he's helping me. Some things they I don't even waste my energy. It's me again. It's your daughter. Help me. And guess what? He just does not, he only does not help. He does above. He, because, you know, in the things that, almost like those of you that are married here, there are people that are married here. You know, like, when you want to make your husband feel like he's great, now say, please, this, this shoe, can you help me do it? He's like, you can do that shoe yourself. Oh. But when he now does it for even him, he feel like, ah. How much more God? Things that you think you can do for yourself, that normally you just think and say, ah, one, two, three. Just Holy Spirit, yo, let's, Holy Spirit, what, what do you think? I want to do today. That little act in itself, he will crown your efforts with glory. That is worship. I hope you guys are getting what I'm saying. Your life should be a life of worship. And one thing God does is that when you hand everything over to him, he crowns your effort with his glory. That's why you will stand out. That's why they will choose you. That's why they would want to promote you. I have not done much. It's, it's God's grace. Another thing is, turn your complaints into praise. Things are not working out. Things are just hard. The normal rule of thumb, what every normal person will do, you will enthrone your problem. That's what you do. Ah, man, I don't have money for this again. God, I'm doing everything that you want me to do. But you're not coming for me. You're not coming out for me. God, God, where are you? Who are you fighting? Can you fight God? Yeah, God, 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 God. You say, oh, Lord, God, help me. Say, God, I know things are not working out, but I trust your word. You're not a man that you should lie. You will do it for me. You did it for A, B, C, D. You will do my own. I know you. I know your pedigree. I know that in itself is worship. I was telling somebody that they change your prayer, your prayer pattern. You can't be praying like you don't have a God. God, please have mercy. God, please no. God, God, I beg. I said, change your prayer points. The Bible says the cat on a thousand hills are his. It is my, it is my birthright. It is my own. This is who I'm supposed to be. So God, I thank you because you have said in your word. So Satan, listen, you have no rights. Change your prayer, how you pray, change it. God has given you everything that you need. Now you need to take it. It's just that we take, God is like a river. You can come with basket, you can come with bowl, you can come with cup. It's what you come with that you, you take. It's as much as you want that you receive. Bath, come with bath. It's what you take it. There is food. And I, I, I always say that God will, you pray, you pray to God to give you food. He has put a plate before you. He has put fork and knife. You see, wants him to come and bring the spaghetti from the plate to come up, to float. Carry the fork and knife and eat. The food is in front of you. Meaning that everything that you need in this life, he has given you already. Do your own part of it. Your part is small. Carry fork and knife and eat the food. Finish. Food is there. Those are oh God. My hand, I do my God, the food. God. That's what all of us do. But when you take God at his word, that is worship. When you take God at his word, that is worship. And he will come through for you. I'm running up very quickly. Love one another. Gossip 
You see, this type of youth church, see young people church, young expression church, ah, oh, gossip, learning. Stop it. I was telling my daughters the other day, I said, comparison is a thief of joy. Don't compare yourself with anybody. If there's one thing that God has helped in my life, I don't look left, I don't look right. I mean, I used to run track in uni, meaning that I used to run. I used to do 50, 100 meters. You see, the rule about running a race is that if you look right, you have lost. If you, if you are doing like this, and you are doing like that, that small five seconds or two seconds, person has gone. So when you are running, you look straight. All you see is the end goal. You look ahead. If you by mistake do this, that's it. You've lost the race. In life, do not, do not compare yourself with anyone. God is for everybody. Is the most of him that you want that you will get. Focus on your Jesus. Focus on your Holy Ghost. And look forward. This person, that person, okay. A person was rude to you. Go and meet them. What did I do to you? Did I offend you? No. Are you upset? Ah, well, please. Don't end our prayer, Joe. Don't be angry. If I upset you, and sometimes you can upset somebody without knowing. It's normal. It's a human behavior. Love should abide here because when there is love, the Holy Ghost can come in his weight and in his glory. Sometimes you don't see the power because there's no unity. In small, small departments, somebody's fighting. That's why we're here. So please, please love one another. In loving one another, that's worship. And then above all, love yourself. How do you love yourself? Abide by the word of God. In fact, Paul says that the highest form of worship is obedience. Obedience is better than sacrifice. If God says don't do it, don't do it. If God says don't go there, don't go there. And that in itself is loving yourself. Because they say what adults can see sitting down on the floor. You cannot see sitting on the, on the tree top. The experiences that I have, when I talk to people, they don't laugh. You tell them, don't go. They want to go. Anyway, Sha, you will come back. And guess what? <laughs> they will still come back. Because we have been there. We have seen it. We have worn the shirts five times. But sometimes you want to use your agidi and go. Be going. But listen, sometimes you don't have to experience some things. Wisdom means you just, you learn from other people's experiences. So love yourself. In loving yourself, because God loves you so much, that's worship. Can we rise to worship God? First, the first thing is, I want you to repent of anything you have enthroned above him. Anything you have enthroned above the Holy Ghost. Father God, forgive me. Just, just, just tell him, Lord, forgive me. Help me to put you first in everything that I am and in everything that I do. Just talk to your father right now and ask him to help you to be a true worshiper in every area of your life. Ask him for grace to spend more time in his presence. Ask him for grace to do the things he has called you to do. Ask him for grace to love your neighbor, to love yourself, to show people who he is from your life. Are you guys praying? I can't hear you. Father, 
Father God, we just thank you. We ask for grace to worship you in spirit and in truth. We ask for grace to worship you with everything that we are and all that we do. We ask for grace to be true worshipers in our lives, in our day-to-day -day living, oh God. Help us worship you. Help us enthrone you in every area of our lives. Father God, help us make the right decisions. Help us love you like you love us. Help us love our neighbors like you love them. God, let our lives tell a story of who you are to people that they want to come to know the God that you are. Father God, help us be true worshipers. May our life and everything that we do worship you. Thank you for listening to this message. For more information, please visit www.vchurch316.org. God bless you.